hear our voices when we call, Lord, be merciful to us and answer us. Our hearts say of you, seek your face. Your face, Lord, will we seek. Amen. Hello. Good morning. Happy New Year. It's lovely to see you all. Um, I know it's probably, I, I was away for one Sunday and it feels, feels like a long time, uh, but it's a, a joy to be uh, with you this morning. And, uh, and on the, well, I say a, the brink of a new year, we're seven, we're almost a full week in, aren't we? Uh, but I suspect it's a question that doesn't really get asked at the start of a new year. It's a question that might seem very bleak, perhaps, at the start of a new year when uh, normally we're kind of trying to feel hopeful. Uh, it's a question you might not feel you want to spend that much time thinking about. The question, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? What's the worst that could happen? I told you it's not normally a New Year's question. It's a bit bleak, isn't it? It might not be one you want to spend lots of time thinking about. Well, what's the worst that could happen in 2024? Why am I beginning there? Well, it seems to me... David does some of that thinking for himself in uh, that reading we just heard read, Psalm 27. Uh, He imagines the worst that could happen to him. You can just have a look at verse 2, can't you? Uh, He he talks about when the the wicked advance against me to devour me. Or or it's there again in in verse 3. Though an army besiege me, though war break out against me. What's the worst that could happen? Well, that's David's answer. Why, why is David thinking like that? Is David one of these kind of people you come across who is definitely a glass half empty kind of person? Maybe, maybe he's a glass that's been stolen uh, kind of person who's able to see every negative in every positive thing. Or is it because actually David just looks around at the reality of his life uh, and the world around him and he joins some dots together? Just look what's going on in verse 12. He talks about the desire of his foes, uh, false witnesses rising up against him, spouting malicious accusations. David can tell the direction things were heading for him. Now, as we enter uh, 2024, we we are very different to David. Uh, We're a very different time, very different place, very different situation. But we can look around us, I suppose, and join some dots and Look at what's going on and, and maybe think about some of the things that are coming our way this year. Uh, we look at the world around us. There are elections everywhere in our country, in the US, but also you know, one, a country of one billion people are going to have an election in India. There's going to be an election in Taiwan and we might think, why does that matter? I'll just think of the relationship with China. There's going to be some major things happening. Uh, continued economic struggles. Energy worries, wars, and rumors of wars, flooding, droughts, temperature increases, division, dissatisfaction, disconnection. In the in the church, um, kind of more widely than just St. Luke's, there are going to be stories of church leaders who fail and fall. We're going to navigate the Church of England as it's divided right now in its offering prayers of blessing for same-sex relationships and in its disconnecting itself from its, its scriptural roots uh, from the church down through history and around the world. Uh, major changes locally are going to be happening uh, as the diocese goes through at Minster communities. 
how churches and clergy are organised and resourced locally. There's a question marks over the final finances for Cafe 55. We're nearly there, but not quite. Or, or meeting our own budget as a church this year. Or maybe we look, look, need to look around at our own lives. Our health. Our own financial situation. At the caring that we do of those who are close to us. Uh, whether it's grandchildren, children, uh, a, a, a husband, a wife. Relationship strains, work stresses, the challenges that just come with getting older. Now, a very normal and natural reaction to all of those things is to be filled with fear. How we express that changes. I think the last few years, we've been in a kind of age of uncertainty. But um, if you kind of listen to the, I don't know, the, the, um, the people who study people, they say that age of uh, anxiety and uncertainty is being replaced with an age of anger. And actually, there's going to be a lot more anger. And that's, that's how our fear is going to be displayed. And we look at Psalm 27 and we don't see that in David one bit, do we? We don't see that at all. David, viewing the worst that could happen to him, what does he say? My heart will not fear. More than that, at the end of verse 3, do you see what he says? He says, I will be confident. It's a confidence that is to be a mark of God's people. Did you hear the invitation at the end of the psalm? It's there for all of us. Verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. See, it's not just an invitation there uh, from David. That is an invitation from Jesus Christ himself. These were words that were prayed and sung by Jesus. These are, are, are words uh, of God's anointed king. David was God's anointed king. Jesus is and remains God's anointed king. At the cross, Jesus really did face the absolute worst that anybody could possibly face. And yet he remained confident. A confidence that is to be shared with those who belong to him, to Christian believers. And so this is a confidence. Psalm 27 gives us a confidence and offers us a confidence that can be ours right now, this year. Whatever your fears might look like. It's a confidence the Holy Spirit wants to stir up in each one of us and plant into our lives. There is confidence for 2024, no matter what happens. So where do we find it? How do we get it? Is it simply found in being super optimistic, able to see the positives, no matter how small they might be in all the negatives that might be going on? Is that, is that what we find in David? After all, verse 5, David's able to say confidently, he will keep me safe. And, and at the end of verse 6, we find him singing and making music to the Lord. Is this David just hopeful for the future? A bit like many of us are at the start of a new year, hopeful of what might happen. I mean, there are plenty of things I think we can be hopeful for in 2024. Uh, this year, there are plenty of things. We'll experience friendship. We'll experience the beauty of the world God has made. There'll be adventures. There'll be new life. There will be generosity. There will be stories of hope and sacrifice that will grip us. Uh, closer to home in, in the life of St. Luke's Church, it, it, last year we had three priorities. Uh, they were 
that we'd be sharing our faith in Jesus with those around us, uh, to build and open Cafe 55, and to be growing our youth and children's work. And as we arrive into 2024, I just want to say, look what the Lord has done amongst us. Dick's already alluded to it at Christmas, the services and events. It really struck me that it seems uh, that there are an increasing number of people, I guess maybe the best language, on the fringe of the life of the church. People who, who haven't just come once, but they come to multiple things. It's really exciting. And one of my prayers for this year is that people will move from the fringe to faith. Cafe 55, if you've been down to Manapar, it's nearly built. It's amazing. It's gearing up to be opened at the end of February, beginning of March, uh, to be this place of welcome and community of help and hope for all. And we've seen new families uh, joining into the life of our church. Young people who started coming to our Friday night youth group, who came along to Hungerton Camp, heard about Jesus, wanted to explore more, so came on the CY course last term and have started appearing in some of our services and doing things in the, our, our church life together. Isn't that thrilling? But I want to say our source of confidence can't be those things. Because what if we don't see people coming to faith this year? What if it turns out Cafe 55 is an utter flop? What if significant numbers of people move on from St. Luke's? Or that if our confidence is in those things, then our confidence will be shattered. And then what if, what if actually we see loads of people coming to faith, more than we've ever seen? Cafe 55 is a, a, a success beyond our wildest dreams. And we run out of space because we have so many children and young people in our life together. Well, our confidence will turn to pride. So where does this confidence come from? Well, it is linked to hope in the future. You see that verse, have a look again at verse 13. You see, David says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That is resurrection hope. What is the hope of the resurrection? Well, it says it's seeing the goodness of the Lord. The hope of resurrection is God himself. Of course we long for the new creation. Of course we long uh, for no more death, no more mourning, no more crying, no more pain. But those are not worth having without the presence of God himself. That's what makes it. Seeing our heavenly father's face. Our source of confidence, our source of confidence for this year is God himself. It's our Father himself. That's why David starts the psalm. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? It's not that God just gave David a bit of light, a bit of salvation, a bit of safety. Rather, God to David is his light is his salvation, is his stronghold. This is not just knowledge that's up here. It's a lived out reality. A lived out reality that is yours right now if you belong to Jesus. You wouldn't yet call yourself a Christian. It's what's on offer. The heart of the Christian faith is God giving himself to you. You see, there is confidence for the Christian believer, no matter what happens. It's a confidence that comes from knowing and experiencing God himself. And it means for 2024, there is one thing to ask, one thing to seek. It's verse 4. 
One thing I ask from the Lord. This only do I seek. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. And I want to offer uh, Psalm 27 verse 4 as a verse for St. Luke's Church for 2024. This is how we get confidence this year. This is how all the things we long to see happen. This is where it flows out from. Our gaze is to be grabbed by God himself. When we see him in his beauty. Now one of my favorite places uh, in all the world to be is on top of a mountain or a hill. Or if it's been a particularly bad week, just a lump somewhere. Just to get a view. To drink it in. And when it's a particularly good view, you, you get out your camera, your phone, don't you? You take a picture. You want to capture the view. But the reality is, the beauty of the view has captured you. And as you, well, as I, you, you, for you it might be music or a meal or, or whatever it is. But me on top of the mountain, just taking in that view, you kind of, you get a sense of perspective. It feels like fears fizzle away. And it, yeah, you gain a bit of courage. Now, if that's what happens when we gaze on creation, just imagine what happens when we gaze on the creator. For David, it was clear how he did it. Uh, you might have uh, spotted it as Jenny read earlier. Uh, dwelling in the house of the Lord. That's where he wants to be. In the house of the Lord, seeking God in his temple. God, uh, David speaks of God's sacred tent. It's a language. The language of tent is the language of tabernacle. It's the language of temple. It's, it's the place of God's particular presence with his people in the Old Testament. It's the place of worship. It was the place where sins were paid for and dealt with through sacrifice. We have no temple now, no physical place we go to, not this building. Why? Because in Jesus, God's presence came amongst us in human form, God with us. Not only that, in Jesus, God made the sacrifice of himself on the cross to pay once and for all for your sin and for mine. That's why we don't have a temple anymore, nor do we need a temple anymore. If we want to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, where do we go? We look to Jesus. We look on him. If we're to be confident this year, our gaze needs to be on Jesus Christ. One thing for 2024, for each of us and for us as a church community, is to gaze on the beauty of the Lord in Christ Jesus. And you know, as we do so, as we do it together, when we gather together, something will happen. What will happen? Well, confidence will grow. Our heads will be lifted. We will be brought joy. We'll find endurance building. We'll find our hearts strengthened. That will be a mark of when we gather together like this. But as we come into land, let's just be captured uh, for a moment by the beauty of Jesus once again. Verse 9, David prays. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me. Or forsake me, God my Saviour. The worst thing that can happen to anyone is for God's face to be turned away from them in anger, to be rejected by God. That is the worst thing imaginable. And as we gaze on Jesus, we realize the reality of the cross is that in his humanity, that is exactly what Jesus experienced instead of us and for us. 
so that all those who come to him will never experience that. Now let's just think about that one, one step further. If you're a Christian here uh, this morning, what does that mean? It means you will never see the back of God's head. It means your heavenly Father's face shines upon you. It means he has turned his face towards you and he will never take it away. In verse 10, David imagines even his own father and mother turning their faces away from him and yet he is able to say, the Lord will receive me. The Lord will take me in. That is true of David. It's true for us because of Jesus. And I'd love to say it was beautifully planned, but I'm not clever enough for that. But those words of comfort we heard after the confession. You can see it on your service sheets if you want to. At John 6, verse 7, the word of Christ to us. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. No matter what happens this year, Jesus will never drive you away. He'll never say, go away. He'll never say, I've had enough of you. And never turn his face away from you. And when that beauty hits us, it's far greater than anything you'll see on any mountaintop. And when that beauty hits us, well, we find ourselves praying, verse 11, teach me your way, Lord. I want to go your way. Lead me in a straight path. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. For a moment, we are going to sing in response. But before that, I want to use some of the verses uh, from Psalm 27 to help us uh, sort of prayerfully respond. And I'm going to ask you, if you're able to, uh, to please stand as we uh, say these words together. And I invite you to join in the words in bold. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord. Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart. And wait for the Lord.